Suggested donation. All right, well, check, check. We're good. You'll know. We'll, You'll know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You're just you going to hear something ask. snap and then. Number one. Okay. Number All right. Good. All right, we ready? Go I'm ahead. ready. Do you want to get off, my friend? To welcome, 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 welcome. He's going to be back there staring the whole welcome. time. I like it. I'm into it. Okay. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to welcome. Bienvenidos. Bienvenidos. Suggested donation. Okay. All right. Welcome to suggested donation. I'm Edward Minoff. And I'm Tony Serenai. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, is it safe to say that you're a, a watercolorist? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Like, I've always... Uh, anyway, we have Mario Robinson in. Artist. Thanks for having you're me. An artist. Yes, yes. And an, an artist. Author. You're, you're and an author. We obviously... I feel like an adult. <laughs> an artist and an author, of course. But I've always known your And water. a victim. <laughs> no victim. Let's talk about a very serious The court serious case hasn't issue. come up yet, actually. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Can't talk about it. <laughs> I've I've always I've known your work for a while and it was always the watercolors that I remember the most. They've and, taken over. Yeah. So is that you, mostly what you're doing? Mo mostly. Um, well, for for a lot of different reasons, you know, um, I kind of have, have a sponsorship with uh, Winsor Newton as a brand ambassador, so nice. they they kind of really want to push the the watercolors. Their biggest market. Is it really? Is it really more it, than it oils? Because, more than oils because of the English kind of lineage for watercolor ah they have a big it, i talk about it in the book oh right? the, yeah the, we have a copy of the new, <laughs> the new book in front of us right watercolor, but i'm gonna be flipping through it as we talk shameless plug yeah no no we'll plug plug but, away but they're they're really um they're really big on watercolor in england and that's where oh yeah that's like uh churchill was a big watercolor he, right? <laughs> he was prince charles oh yeah queen victoria wow really yeah that's that's how the series seven brushes came about she I didn't wanted, know. I remember Series 7. They were always like, back in the days. Those are like, like the, the, the like, finest yeah, thousand of the dollar brushes. Yeah. yeah, so she, those are all her spec specifications, and she went out and painted, and yeah, they all paint, so. Wow. Were, yeah. So were you doing, before really concentrating a lot on watercolor, were you doing... I was every, doing like, pastel. Oil? Oh, you're so... Okay. You started with pastel? Yeah, I, I studied um, at Pratt Institute, so... In New York City, in Brooklyn. In, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. The best art school. Uh, I've heard a few people talk about RISD, but, you know, anyway. Second only to the Grand Central Atelier. Yeah, yeah. Of course, This podcast of course. also sponsored by the Grand Central Atelier. <laughs> of course. Everybody thinks their school's the best. But anyway, so um, we, we painted everything, uh, oil, acrylic. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, But when I got out, my mom was like, so uh, the solvents, the mess, there'll oh, yeah. be no oil painting in the house yeah. while you're on summer break. So I started doing pastel, like... Um, during the summers, and I uh, just did that once I graduated for like 10 years. Was there somebody at Pratt who was teaching pastels that you kind of like kind of mentored you or something? No, the, the first time I saw uh, pastels was actually a junior. He was a junior at the time, and I went down to his dorm, and he had like this huge Mother Teresa he was painting, uh, and uh, he was doing it in pastels, mm -hmm. and it looked so interesting to me, and I, I love to draw. So that was like a perfect kind of thing for me to do because I wasn't really painting yeah. uh, at, when I went into Pratt. 
So uh, do they start you drawing there and then and then introduce painting kind of down the road? Yeah, yeah, you do your foundation, um, you know, you do life drawing and stuff in your first year and stuff like that. And uh, I, I just, I didn't have a fear of painting, but I just never had access to, you know, like good materials during high school and stuff. So I was just really obsessive about about drawing. Right. So I got accepted uh, um, on my portfolio, on my drawing portfolio mm. at Pratt. So. Yeah, it's uh, easy to find a good pencil, right? Yeah. Like oil yeah. paints, it's like, yeah. that's an arm and a leg. And yeah, my parents always looked down on like art, so I could just kind of do it in a sketchbook or on the side. And what are you doing? Nothing. Your you parents know? were, <laughs> they didn't uh, think no, highly of highly. this profession? <laughs> oh, no, no. So, um, so, you didn't, so, so was there somebody before college uh, getting into art school? Was there, was it like comic books or was it how, was it just like simply getting into doodling that got you interested in being an artist? Um, so in the beginning, so, um, okay. So I was born in Oklahoma oh. and it was a small town, of course. <laughs> um, and uh, there was nobody doing art, but I kind of like saw this kid in class, like uh, I think it was fourth grade, this kid David, and uh, <laughs> he was drawing Star Wars figures. Nice. And I was like, oh my God. So I would have him drawn for me. He was doing Dark Vader, doing Stormtroopers, and I was paying this kid. I don't know where I was getting the money. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, it was probably lunch, lunch money. money. It was probably lunch and money. And just collecting Star Wars drawings. On like notebook paper, like I, I couldn't believe like, you know, you have the movie, but then you have this, this, this thing you know, um, in your room, you, you can look at it. Stormtroopers, beautiful. And, and your uh, mind's probably just racing with imagination. It and was. I know that was something. Even when you would do kind of um, doodles, yeah, your imagination would just be yeah crazy. Even if the doodles weren't very good, in your head, you're like, well, this can become it's something coming to crazy. Life. And but I never thought at that time that I could do it. I I was more of a art collector. <laughs> you started <laughs> your career as a collector. <laughs> exactly. I was like the uh, Fred Ross of Oklahoma. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we moved to, um, to New Jersey. My stepfather was in the Air Force. It was like an Air Force town in Oklahoma where I was born. Was he like a and, fighter pilot or something? No, no, he's more like a supply guy. <laughs> I, I wish he was like <laughs> awesome, but he wasn't. So, um, he was originally from New Jersey. Uh, that's that's kind of how we ended up moving to New Jersey. And I was 11 years old. And um, not to bore everyone, but this is how I how started boring. drawing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My first introduction was um, we had this German teacher, Mrs. Mitchell, and she we were doing an open house. Is this in like in high school? This is fifth grade. Fifth grade. When I moved oh. to, to New Jersey. So a year after David introduced you to the Stormtrooper drawings. Yes. You're like, I'm like, it's my time to shine. <laughs> so we had an open aside, house. Yeah, David. Get out here, David. I'm not paying you anymore. So it was like, uh, yeah, fifth grade, we were doing an open house, and we were drawing, drawing presidents, and my friend Rob was drawing him pen and he's an athlete and he's just scrubbing it and just digging into it and I had a pencil for some reason and I was copying the picture I was doing George Washington anyway I did like 13 or 14 presidents and uh, the open house all the adults were like who the heck did these and she's like that guy and I'm like 10 pounds and like over there with my glasses so, so yeah so that that kind of started the talent and get the program uh, in sixth grade and our high school was right next door so I would go over there and have you know art, art classes with uh, yeah. You know, so it's just kind of fast track. So, so, yeah, so at a pretty early age, you're drawing and you're like, all right, so you fast forward. You fast forward up into college and you're doing pastels because you're used to drawing in your sketchbooks and really keeping it just like that, that very much that like pushing the, whether it's, you know, yeah. you know, pencil or in this case, um, pastel on paper. From there, did you start then 
playing with color as far as like watercolors um, in college or was it outside of college that you started painting? Um, well, let me, can I go back a little yeah, bit? Yeah, please. Okay, so my, my art teacher's dream school was Pratt Institute. And my parents had no interest in me going to art school or anything. So she took me to Portfolio Day and I'm looking around. I'm in Brooklyn, you know, and fresh out of Oklahoma, like four years. And it was just like a magical, beautiful place. And um, does your high school teacher just took you on a field trip to Brooklyn? Yeah, on Portfolio Day. Wow. And she came to my, my house um, and she asked my parents, can you know, because I told, told her they weren't interested. She said, can I take him? So we went, we went to Pratt and it, it was surreal. And uh, I was all excited, and I talk about it in the book. Actually, my book opens with this story. I said, um, okay, so my mom sent us all down, my two siblings, and uh, what are your plans? I said, I'm going to art school. She said, no, you're not. <laughs> I said, uh, in New York. She was like, that's dangerous. No. So I uh, made her a deal. I said, because um, I got a scholarship from Pratt, I'll defer the, the scholarship, and I'll go into the Army. And then when I get out, I'll have a trade, and then I'll go to art school. Because wow. New York's dangerous, but she wants you to go. Yeah, the army. <laughs> of course, right yeah. before Desert Storm. Right. Um, Iraq, yeah. perfectly safe. Listen, <laughs> exactly. honey, I just don't want... <laughs> art, art sounds dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get you an artillery. Get, get you a M16. <laughs> No yeah, that. but she was comfortable with it. Yeah, she was comfortable with the army. She worked. She was a, a civilian uh, uh, in the army doing supply work and stuff. And my obviously my stepfather worked with her, and okay. he was mm -hmm. in the air force. So it was natural in our house to just go into the army. And were you so, drawing the whole time in the army? I was. I was in my dorm in the bunk, like just drawing obsessively. And you know there was no internet then, so that was. Like entertainment for everybody else. Like, yeah, so you drawing kind of and draw for them. They're the like, star. Robinson, draw me another stormtrooper. <laughs> like, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like Saving Private Ryan. This is, no, Thank this you, Sergeant. May I have no, another? This is, no, this is real life. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, I got out of I got out of the army and went to art school, and everybody's got the the Mohawks and the Dot Martins, and I'm like, this is like a culture shock. Yeah. Like they're sleeping all day, and I'm up at like 4:30. You're all buttoned just, up, and yeah, I'm all like, okay, doing calisthenics. But so anyway, <laughs> to answer your question, yeah. Wait, wait. I, I'm sorry. Just uh, my question was silly. <laughs> yeah, we went. Like, I, I, no, I, I, I like I like your direction much better than mine. But back to the army. When you went, when you then went into college, coming from the army. So there was never like, oh, okay, I guess I don't want to... Was there ever a question in the Army in those... Did, I'm assuming you did like at least four years? Yeah, I did three years and I got uh, discharged on a medical. Okay, discharge. so in that three years, was there ever a moment where you're like, uh, maybe I'm not interested in art anymore? So it was just your whole time, obsession. you were... There was... You're just killing time till you yeah, get to practice. Yeah, waiting just for to right, go to like... And hoping that Reagan didn't go to war with yeah. uh, anyone in that time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a Cold War. Yeah. Right. So when you were discharged, were you like, sweet, I get to go do the thing I want to do? And, and was your mother like, nah, Mario, actually, uh, <laughs> New York still kind of freaks me out. No, we had a deal. No, and uh, So she stuck with her end of the bargain after she, that. She thought, I, I think she thought that it would just fizzle out and um, I would just, she was happy that I was in college, but I think she thought once I got out of college, because I think that every turn in the road, she was like, okay, because we never knew any artists. So she mm -hmm. figured that I would just get a real job and, mm -hmm. you know, I'd graduate and go out there and, you know, be productive in life. Yeah. But um, she was fine with it once I was in, in college. I was getting grades. And yeah. that, what can you say to that? The period in high school when you, like, went from, you know, drawing presidents and getting in this gifted and talented program to deciding, you know, 
guided by this teacher that you're going to get. Were yeah. you looking at, was there art that was inspiring you that, that was making you think, if you weren't looking at artists around you, were you looking at art that made you think, like, this is something I wanted to devote my life to? Um, during high school, I really didn't have a lot of art around me. I did. Mm -hmm. It was mostly like she would have like the artist magazine and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So going to um, going to high school was more of a. It was, I couldn't wait to get there. Right. Because we didn't have any any. The only thing we had was like. People magazine in the house. So I would draw from that, you know, right. in the house. But when yeah. I got to school, I spent so much time uh, with my teacher. Um, because she had had me since sixth grade. She, she kind of nurtured me and put things in front of me. And So she was showing you art. Yeah, yeah. I, I really didn't know anything about the old masters. I didn't mm -hmm. know anything about museums. I was, you know, from, coming from Oklahoma. And then, you know, my stepdad was a minister, so we spent a lot of time in church. Hell so yeah. it wasn't a lot of time for me to be able to kind of meet up with sophisticated individuals and what say, hey, what about like Caravaggio? <laughs> yeah, like you guys. <laughs> I didn't know you guys then. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah, I was going to live on the Upper East Side. <laughs> but the, um, when you were in church, was there any, I, I know in certain... <laughs> There's no saying. You know it's great? I mean, we almost got a spit take. That would have been I know, great. that would have been, <laughs> been great. But when you were in Mario church... Mario shorted the mic out. <laughs> <laughs> when you were in church, was there any sort of imagery um, that would, you know, because when I was when I was a kid and my parents would take us to church because I was a Catholic, it's a little much Albanian boy in the Bronx. But, <laughs> but we would, because uh, <laughs> we were, you know, Catholic, and I know when you go to um, different churches, they're completely different. But there was yeah. there was a lot of like iconic stuff. So I'd sit around bored, but I would look at like you know the carvings, or I'd look at like the the, would... the faux paintings or the paintings of stuff. And it was for me again back to that imagination thing. I was like, yeah. it was sparking. My imagination. Yeah, I, I can see that, and it's it's weird because everybody has such different um, experiences, and you would assume that I would, but yeah. like I was just out there playing the drums. I was a church drummer. Yeah, <laughs> I was an usher. So yeah. I was really focused Starting on what was going too. right after his podcast. <laughs> right. Hey, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was mostly focused on the uh, the things that were going on um, in the church. In the church, yeah. and um, that I think that's why art school was so so exciting because I was able to do my my thing the way I wanted to without having to be at church three days a week mm. and you know um, so once I was able to uh, just fully devote myself to it um, we went to the Met um, you know class trips and that was just like a uh, did that open your eyes like, it did whoa. I was like this is happening yeah you know because I had been and I think that's why I have still such a uh, a desire to to work and and learn because all those years up until going to the army and then those those few years it was still kind of just being kept from me mm -hmm. so once someone keeps something from you like you that, want it more you want you pour yeah. yourself into it yeah, and yeah. Just like i'm never going back <laughs> back there you know so um through any of that time were you exposed to modern art was that ever like uh did that ever draw you in or get your attention? no no um the only serious um Art I was really exposed to were uh, the, the magazines, um, and there, there wasn't a big like Barnes and Noble movement during like high school and stuff, so yeah. I couldn't go do that. I would go to the library mm -hmm. um, and read like books, and I would see like I didn't know then, but I was more interested in like the American Masters, Winslow Homer, Thomas Aikens, and 
that kind of drew me yeah. a little bit more. Was it just so, a natural liking? It, was. it, it wasn't it, like you were taught to like that. You were just like, I don't know why this makes more sense to me period. than yeah. like something like abstract or even you know something else. Yeah, and I knew that if I was going to be an artist, telling my mom, first of all, I was going to be an artist was hard, but then to <laughs> do something like a Mondrian, yeah. she would really check out <laughs> yeah. the drugs. Like, yeah. like, all right. Like, no, yeah, this no, is no. this is no. a real no. joke now. My son is crazy. <laughs> like, this, no, yeah. this is like a Pollock. Like, I copied it and she would really laugh. So I knew that it had to be um, Like, the work serious. had to be evident yeah. in the work. Right, right. And you don't just work at, like, doing red block, you know, and put a white stripe through it. You had to work at, at realism. And I knew that that you know, that would kind of not only kind of convince my parents and the people that around me that I was serious, but it was just something that I was more drawn to. It, didn't, it just didn't move me to, once I saw modern art in college, I was like, what is it? Those people. What, <laughs> what are they doing? Getting Those away with murder. <laughs> Orange canvas, million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and anything can be art. And I think, you know, from my mom's perspective, I think that's what a lot of people that aren't in the art world, that's what they detest. Right. It's funny because... Just anything can be art. They, they see it black and white. Like, that's yeah. a joke. Yeah. yeah. Do you see it that way? I do. Yeah. I do, and I, I, I respect people that, that don't see it that way and, and kind of find something in it, and they stand in front of it and try to conjure. And they're moved conjure. by or something. And that's their, yeah. I just said, Who are we to say, no, you're not. I'm not in their brain, yeah. and not, it might be sincere. But uh, it's like eating. It's like some things, it's like, you don't like lobster? Right, yeah. yeah. It's like, no, I don't. No. <laughs> and pescatarians are like, I only eat. This is the best thing in the world. So... That's what makes the world go round. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. You know, obviously, it's it's viable, it's successful, and um, who am I to say it's it's not for people to have? So, when you were in college, um, what was your training like then? Were you in front of the model? Were you? Did you want to focus on the figure? Was it? You know, what were you, were you going to the museums a lot, sketching? Um, my, in college, we were drawing. Um, we were actually drawing from photographs and working from life. Um, I ended as entered college as an illustration major. Yeah, I was gonna, once again, that was my next question. <laughs> it was like, job. were you, you going to go right. into illustration? Because yeah, real job. You know, you can get, uh, you know, you can do the magazine thing and or all book that. covers book back covers, then. Yeah, editorial like pieces. Business. Exactly. Computers weren't really big, so yeah. my mom was like, you, you pick this and you, you know, you because it's all about working. It's, it's not about studying for for my mom at least. Right. It was about what are you going to do after? It's like mm -hmm. a trade school. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we were drawing um, from life and uh, and painting from life, painting the figure. And the figure is always, you know, portraits and things like that were always uh, my primary goal mm -hmm. to just really learn that as much as I, I possibly could. But they weren't really rigid on instruction. Yeah. Pratt. <laughs> I love Pratt. <laughs> That's not their specialty. So what, yeah, but you know what? Uh, um, most of the places I've heard or seen myself, they weren't. They were the same at the yeah. all the, the SVAs and the, the RISDs and all that. And they're still it's like just, that. Well, they're a lot worse now, as far as like having some sort of um, plan when it comes to drawing and painting from life. Yeah. So I've heard. Yeah, yeah, and and. The, the professors they weren't trained. They they come out of a, you know an era where yeah. it was just do what you feel and and we would laugh because some of we had this this group that would like the, the gentleman uh, his name is Curtis he wouldn't he would mind Curtis James and a few other um the senior seniors um that I was kind of surrounded by because 
the freshman dorms weren't ready when I went to college, so I got this high rise, like fancy oh, senior, yeah. senior, like co ed dorm, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. walk around in a bathrobe, you know, just like we had kitchens in there, you know, so. You but anyway. did you do 30 push ups? <laughs> exactly. I was jacked. Yeah, I you're was just doing my morning calisthenics. <laughs> Running. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry if my muscles are bulging a little too much. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, but anyway, but, yeah. So I was exposed to juniors and seniors. Uh, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have been if it, you know. So it was just fortuitous. And uh, you know, we had a group that that kind of got together and drew, and and uh, we would get our own models, and because they had fashion, yeah. You know, so that we'd have models that that kind of walked the runway and stuff like that, and it was. You know what's funny is a lot of people I've met who've had the college, like the art school experience, yeah. there's a similar story of them hooking up with other people and going out there on their own, not being told that they have to do this and hiring models and, and you know, just sitting and doing, uh, you know, sketching from life and all that. Um, I think there is a... It seems like that, especially for the time, mm-hmm. was a thing to do. Like, yeah. you know, you had your class, and most likely it wasn't enough. No. I know when I was at college, at art school, you were painting maybe once a week, maybe yeah. twice, or once a week painting, once a week drawing. Yeah. That's yeah. not enough. Now, you know, in, you know, not even in hindsight, but you know that's not nearly enough. No. You should be painting and drawing every day. And you have this hunger for doing realistic, and, and you know... It, we laughed because a lot of times we had the critiques. They were just their, their favorite thing was, so how can you take that further? <laughs> it was like a go-to for all of them. It's like this metaphysical thing. Is like, well, we at first we play the game like, oh, well, I can kind of move the composition. After a while, we're like, I'm not taking it further. <laughs> Another brushstroke would destroy it. <laughs> exactly. You fool! <laughs> exactly. What yeah. is wrong with you? It was bad. It, it was so. I, I just started after college. I, I just, I remember standing on the steps of Pratt Institute and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm an artist now and I have to break this news to my, to my mom. <laughs> I, was, I was so itchy to get out of college. Like Spike Lee's office was like three blocks away. Yeah. So I spent my whole summer doing like this huge pastel of him and I went to school the first week and I'm wrapping it up in, <laughs> in the uh, lunchroom and uh, I'm looking at all these kids and they're just like fresh, you know, they're tan from all their you know, vacations and the drop tops and the very rich kids. And I was just like, these people want to be students. I want to be an artist. So I walked my yeah. thing down. I walked the painting down there and his manager liked it. And he's like, you're like, is I'm Mr. The Lee there? I actually did say Mr. that. Lee? Like, is Spike Lee here? And it was like, he doesn't work in the store. <laughs> they had this like, they had this window with like all kinds of stuff that people would bring to him. Just yeah. like, it was like a shrine. And I was like, it's not going over there. I, I want you, you know, it's, it's delicate. So anyway, <laughs> I went back to check on it. He's like, Mr. Smith liked it. He wants another one from his house, like upstate. And I'm That's like, awesome. I didn't think to my, myself though, he didn't pay for the first one. So he still oh, owes you money. Like, you should have been. He like, didn't commission it. Yeah. <laughs> so he commissioned the second one. So he, all right. Okay. He, he did. As long as he commissioned the second one, but didn't pay for it. He didn't. He, uh, he wanted it. another one. I was a student, Come and on, he man. he would always work with he's like got, students. The point is, is he's that had he's, front row tickets at the should, Knicks for like a, a, well, I four have, decades. You know what? I have no. stories about him, and I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna say him here. I'm sure they were. That said, is it confirming? As as yeah. As a as an artist, if I like, 
you support other artists no matter yeah. who That's they right, Mr. Lee. He, he listens. I take he that listens. back. He's a big listener. He listens. Yes. So if you're out there listening right the now. Arts, <laughs> you support, it's not <laughs> in my humble opinion, this is all humble opinion. Humble. Very humble. Very yeah. humble. Is you always support the arts. And the arts yeah. in general. But if you respect Because you know artists. how hard it is. Yeah. And there's, you know yeah. how Tony's saying this because... as he's stiffing his students. They're like, I don't give them all <laughs> They're like, you hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he would creep around the, the uh, he knew how desperate we were. He would creep around the uh, campus and get paintings for his sets and everything. My yeah. friends were all so happy. And, they, you know, they had minimal better blues. They had them all, these movies. And, you know. But it's good. I mean, whatever. That's you're cool getting out there. Like, the for you, it was... But I mean, for was, you, you feel like you're getting out there. You're, you're like, your name is at like, who knows? There's a confirmation maybe. too that like, hey, hey kid, that's pretty good, man. That's pretty yeah. good. Right on. Do another one. Yeah. You want to see my free art? Come on, everybody. <laughs> go, go in the dining room. <laughs> but it's, it's So how does dues. that business model work? There's a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's not free now. <laughs> 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 mm. Yeah, but it's, it's part of learning. Yeah. You know, you don't just go into it and just become one of his biggest you know like uh you know artists and he has a thousand you know paintings around his house you you learn that lesson you move on and my mom was asking me about it though she's like you spent all summer so how'd it work out I'm like, i don't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> or you can say i spent all summer and i did something that i'm proud of you yeah. know and yeah. and and you know especially at that uh, at that stage of your education yeah that's incredibly important yeah and you you know what i learned about uh once i pivoted from being a student to an artist that's important being proud of something and really fighting for your craft and fighting for your career and, and just really um honoring it no matter what people are saying or devaluing it is very important and uh that that kind of drove me in my beginning years when things were very lean mm. um i really focused on the quality of the work and i mm. really didn't worry about you know making money um, putting myself in situations where I had to pay a lot of rent. I would pay in basements. And uh, I was just really fighting for um, my future. Yeah, yeah. How did you make it work through that lean period as you're pivoting? Yeah, I had really good, um, good people. Um, so the first couple of years, um, 94, my mom, like she moved to Alabama after she was divorced with my stepdad. They were working together. She said, well, you're from New Jersey. You're not going to move. So I'm going to move to Alabama. I said, you've never been to Alabama. So I said, well, I'll go and help you kind of settle in. Why Alabama? Um, well, there was an arsenal there. Um, oh, that was mm. kind of like she originally was so from she, Oklahoma. Was she, so still, was she still involved in the military yeah. at that time? So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she put in for the transfer and it just randomly came up. And she's like, all right, Alabama. So I went there, and I ended up staying there for uh, three years. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry. They're crazy out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, just to boil it down, I went out there for three years, and I saw these beautiful people. I was like, this is going back into time. This remind me, reminded me of Oklahoma. Mm. Um, they would sit on their porch. They would sip their tea. They were wearing, like, old-school dresses that looked like they were from the thrift store. And I just started painting them. Mm. And uh, that was kind of like the beginning of getting my first models. And, um, were people down with it, or were they creeped out? Were they? I had two. I had one one uh, model. Um, her name was Plum, and she was in sixth grade. And her mom was friends with my mom. They live across the uh, breezeway in the apartment building. And she came through one day, and she had these white patent leather shoes and this like old school lace dress. And she was just coming from high school or grade school, I said, you went to school like that? <laughs> like all the other kids are wearing jeans and they're trying to, you know, be a little You're more. Your Sunday best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said, I, I have to paint that. And at that time, 
um, I had just discovered Andrew Wyeth. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I just discovered Stephen Scott Young, who's another watercolorist, yeah. and they were painting that kind of traditional and... Um, it, sort of like a, a... It's like an Americana thing. Yeah. This idea that it's like there's these different views of America... Um, and it and it's 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 like a snapshot of something. Yeah, you know, it it like you said, Americana. It it's it just distills everything we kind of have moved on from. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, so during that time, I had time to kind of just find myself and just live with my mom before she got too disgruntled because I was helping her move in. <laughs> so I would go to the to the uh, to the library. I went to Huntsville County uh, Library and I was just like, went to the reference area and I was like looking at books and I never heard of Andrew Wyeth. This was 1996 and uh, 95 and I was just looking through this big book and it kind of crystallized everything for me. Uh, you know, growing up in initially in Oklahoma with these big skies and, you know, these rolling hills and everything. And, oh, yeah. and, then, and then he was painting the pictures of Maine and I that was New Jersey to me. Yeah. So seeing that, and then he had a few African-American subjects, and I'd never really seen it that way. Yeah. So I tried to check the books out. They were like, no, nah, these are reference. So I went back the next day and just poured through everything, just obsessed about Andrew Wyeth. I was like, where has this been all my life? Yeah. Is that you know? when you began to commit yourself to watercolor from, like, switch mm. over from pastels? or I wanted to. Uh -huh. And my early pastels were a little more heavy. Um, and then I started kind of, mimicking the watercolor kind of like translucency in, in pastels because I had heard like watercolor is hard it's difficult yeah, it's, yeah so I'm I was trying like, to figure it out yeah, yeah I was it like is. I'm glad I got the book to help me but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I don't have that much skill <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna stick with pastel you know because I'm like who am I to break the code everybody's saying it's hard so I'm just gonna ride with that and I went with that for about seven more years pastels pastels uh you know and, and painting uh, these people outside and I had I said that has to be a better way you know because it was just labor intensive and yeah. pastel chalk is all over the place on the sidewalk and <laughs> <laughs> all over you all, all over me everywhere lungs. yeah <laughs> so um, uh, fast forward to me moving back to New Jersey in, in 97 um, I said I'm just I'm just gonna go for it you know it was taking too long to do these pastels and it was just like my hands are aching and the first couple I did I was living with uh a pastor at the time, he walked by the kitchen table, I had all my stuff out, and he's like, Mario, that's not for you, that's horrible. Because they were used to seeing the pastels. Oh, yeah. More. That are more refined because and you're they, used to them. And, you and know, he's looking at your first watercolor and being like, that's them. horrible. That's, yeah. <laughs> what am I doing with that's that? That's horrible. That I like your that. honesty, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. dream killer. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was doing these like three little, little uh, you know, Aren't sketches. Aren't you supposed to support me, Pastor? Yeah, yeah. he was letting me live with him, so, you know, that was kind of support. <laughs> so are you still thinking that... a little bit about the Andrew Wyeth, like in these other um, yeah. watercolors Big that you saw in the back of your head when you were going at it? Big time. And, you know, it's it's good that I saw his watercolors and focused on his watercolors because watercolors, had I just really looked at other watercolors and been inspired by other other watercolorists, probably would have been more sketchy. Mm -hmm. But I said, if he can do it, and if Thomas Aikens can do it, and if John Stinger Sargent can do it, because I really started researching started at that researching time. I really stuff. was researching. I saw um, a few images it. in that book. <laughs> they were killing it. They're so it. They're so that, radically different, all three of them. Though. Yeah. They that's are. Another, that's they a are. great question. It's they like they, you see 
three different views of the same medium. At a high level. All of level. them are awesome yeah. at a really high level. At a high level. And Winslow Homer, too. I can't leave him oh, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just started spreading it all out and just really looking. And not so much to copy, but say, if these guys can do it in such a realistic and moving manner, um, that's what I'm going to aim towards rather than just doing it like really quickly and just saying that's successful. Right. That's as far right. as I can go. Yeah. You know, so so that was 2000 and that was 2000, year 2000. And from that time on, I just really moved on to, to watercolor. Just like I would dedicating yourself but, to like figuring it out. Yeah. It's amazing because yeah. um, when I, I remember researching some watercolors because I used to work in watercolors a lot when I worked at like Disney and everything because that's what the backgrounds were oh yeah so it was a for me it was like a crash course yeah and that unforgivingness that watercolors can it's not know, the best way to do it crash course. exactly <laughs> I was just like I gotta well, you figure can't it make out a mistake with watercolor I mean it's very hard to get rid of it right I mean it's transparent washes yeah yeah it's it's very unforgiving and what yeah. you have is what you get but you learn to manipulate it and go with some of those happy accidents, so they're not mistakes. Yeah, they become, oh, yeah. They like, become they, like part of it. Yes, You're yes. like, oh, I like that. Let's go with that. <laughs> but as far as like being <laughs> that drop that I yeah. can't cover up, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like a Pollock moment right yeah. there. <laughs> but I remember it's like I was researching, and you know, this is before the internet and all that stuff, so I would go to the library, and I remember coming across like Durer. Like Ooh. like watercolors and and Jeez. like all these like were they even even things like Mobius like or were they his there were there were I think there were some egg temper I think there but I mean there are the some thing. but he did he, he definitely to did me like watercolor there were no no he did watercolor there are, when did sure. it get invented watercolor yeah ooh wow Kel, Kelly Foss in the back can you look that up that for us been, when was watercolors question. invented because I don't know. I know that Winsor Newton was like the first company that like to manufacture put them in like the the tubes. Uh, the tubes. So before yeah. that, they were like mostly the cakes. So, do you prefer uh, tubes or cakes? Um, tubes. Yeah. Yeah. Tubes. You, you can control, you know, the amount that you're you're putting out. Yeah, it's like, hard to get a lot out of the cakes, right? Yeah, you have to really dig it and wet it, and it's just. No, but the, the cakes have more pigment. Okay, we got an answer. 1780. Well, so then those Durers can't possibly be watercolors. Then what they might be They might be tempera, like thin Some down. sort of yeah, thinned thin out tempera. That's kind of like how you start a tempera. Or thinned out casein or something. Casein. Which, which is... Yeah. Milk like, base. I that's that's like caveman yeah. Like invention. Yeah, yeah. I mix casein in it just to get some, some of those heavy blacks. And it, oh, it's, you do? It's rich. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. That's yeah. a pretty cool medium. And casein oh, is opaque, really right? Really cool. Yeah, it could it can go on it can go on like wash. Yeah, and, and the more you layer it, the richer it gets. When we had know, like uh, James Gurney and he was filling these um, pens with casein, like I brush pens. Kind of talking about and uh, yeah, he does. He he, he had he done. Uh, he went to I think. Um, I don't know some some performance, some concert, and uh, it was like a string quartet or something, and. He had this incredible sketch of yeah. these guys in tuxedos in casein, and it, I mean, it's just the the quality of the casein is amazing. yeah, it's beautiful. And on the a, paper helps you too. on a tech level. Yeah. It, it it can do something really similar to um, I'm just 
tying my shoelace. Sorry. I was like, was, <laughs> my sneaker was, was about to come Tony up. Tony doesn't want to trip there. while yeah. he's asking exactly. questions. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I trip plenty. It has nothing to do with my feet. Oh. Like, what is he Jay takes most of that. Yeah, Jay takes those trips out. Thank you for, so much, Jay Braun. Braun, Braun. Braun, Braun. Which one to do that? On a technical level, when we get into like egg temper and casein painting, if you're working mm. on, a, on, a, on a rigid panel, uh, really, as, as oil painters, um, uh, really great underpainting. I was going to ask you, you really great with it. I've done casein before, and it's really good. Um, as an underpainting? Underpainting, yeah. Mm. As long as it's a rigid surface, because they will crack It'll if crack, it's anything. Yeah. Mm. Same with uh, egg temper. Egg temper takes a, a lot more effort. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, it is awesome, but I'm like, oh, yeah. You got the eggs. They say Andrew White like reeked of like. Rotten eggs, like when he had his breakfast. Do you oh, really? smell rotten yeah. eggy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd, he'd have paint all over his hands, and he reeked of yeah, eggs because right. you have to kind of, you know, yeah. yeah. Did you read? Like, his, don't let Andrew. Did paint you read at the his? House. Uh, like, just the whole place can smell like eggs. <laughs> did you read his biography? His the like book? twelve times. It's so good. That is a really good book. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading that and just being like, "How the can Andrew you admire Wyatt, somebody more?" And his like, but it's not an autobiography, right? It's. As told to um, yeah. Richard Merriman. Mary, Mary, Merriman. Merriman. Yeah. I remember just being like, God, he's just, he's so bad. He's dogged. He's so badass. Yeah. As and like, he's unrelenting. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to be disturbed. And everybody went along with it because look what he was creating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I've read that. I've read every book out on him at least like a dozen times. Were you interested in his father's work as well? And see No, life? no. I, me... A person has to have their vision to mm -hmm. interest me. The technique can be as wonderful as... as and because as, of him being like an illustrator, you're like, that's not really your vision, your... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't... He definitely had a style. So he had a beautiful yeah, yeah, painting yeah, yeah. style. Yeah, beautiful. and when he did like non-illustration paintings, like landscapes and stuff, they're, they're, they're really amazing. Rich color palette yeah. and everything. And I like Norman Rockwell too. I was looking at Love him in the Norman beginning Rockwell. too. I yeah. mean, you know, and obviously he was an illustrator, but you know, just beautiful. Absolutely He's amazing. Beautiful. I mean, it is possible for somebody like that, an illustrator, to transcend the illustration, and it does actually become their own vision. I mean, it, uh, I think Rockwell is an incredible example. Of I that. could identify with him more. Like there was well, there's there the was Americana one, thing. Exactly. Mm. Like I couldn't I couldn't identify with like Treasure Island and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I could identify <laughs> with like a couple African American kids moving into a neighborhood with the moving truck in the back and, and the neighbors looking at them like yeah. You know, that that's a story that I could see in fine art. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. I identify with, with Rockwell more than I did any other illustrator. So when you were, so you were never uh, interested in really pursuing anything like illustration or, or that? No. You were kind of like, I have my vision. There's something that I am interested in and something I want to pursue. Yeah. I was always just stubborn, you know, as far as um, painting what I wanted to paint, mm. not working for anyone else. Like I just streamlined it from college to now just because i've seen people saying number one like i'm going to take a couple of semesters off and never come back to college or i'm going to work as an illustrator and they that then, becomes their life then, right yeah. and just coming up with these different things to make money and it's real life but it takes you on this other journey right yeah and i, I felt like even if i'm not making any money even if everybody's laughing at me it's worth just doing it 
I never thought like I'm gonna try it and if it doesn't work, do something else. Yeah, you like, didn't give yourself like a like a, a plan nah, B. No. You're I like, I'm like all in it. or nothing. Yeah. Really? And and I think the good part is there was no Facebook or Instagram. I was just seeing how successful everybody was. Right. <laughs> I know. <that's, laughs> I didn't know. Can I tell you like <laughs> Although, I know what was going it's on? Such a bad like the the stuff that's coming out of like social media media and like it's it's kind of disturbing not that the content but the idea that you're seeing a, a tiny bit of a million people they're and good news feeling yes, yes only just the good, good news, news right? and nobody's ever like, talking news. about like yeah and no, i had just to do the laundry again and yeah. i screwed it up and no you're and seeing you, their highlights right it's a false representation it's like, it's like, hammering and i hit my thumb and i just didn't paint the whole day you don't post that you don't that never makes the news no so you only i wrote that in my book uh, the last chapter is about the an book life. is lessons in oh, real and realistic watercolor like by that. mario robinson i like how you did that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i want to read a contemporary approach to painting people and places in the classical tradition oh wow nice. very good is there a web is it on a website it's it's on monticelli uh press.com okay or so at amazon website. or your website Where's the best yes. place for people to get it? The you best place the, on your website. The, the publisher wants everyone to go to Amazon so we can have the best oh, first yeah. week ever. Oh yeah, sales ranking. Right? Got to target it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm number two now on the hot seller list, so nice. I want to be number really? one. Really? That's awesome. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Hot seller. Uh, hot, hot seller. Yeah. <laughs> hot seller. Ninety nine point nine percent satisfied. Hot seller. <laughs> What am I selling? <laughs> yeah. So, and back to the watercolor thing really quickly. I wanted to talk a little bit about when you started really wanting to dedicate yourself to pursuing this medium. You mm -hmm. have your vision. You have the, your, your tenacity of being like, I'm all in. I'm going for this thing. I'm going to choose for now because I like playing with watercolors. Mm -hmm. How did you go about now, you know, from that that time in the past with you know hanging out doing the painting and the pastor walked by and said eh, eh. yeah yeah <laughs> how did then you you started you know sticking oh, to it and then learning how to you know improve 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 were you researching or were you just like i'm just it's a trial and error thing i just i just went for it you know mm -hmm. i uh i found out that looking at andrew wyeth and like these great masters and, and really studying was a little counterproductive because that was a bar like that, social media it's like that you're was like looking at it social and being like, media, uh, like i'm never gonna paint a yeah. <laughs> or christina's world it's just not gonna happen so i kind of just had to because i would look at the work and i would see these like drips and accidents and that all happens on his hand that that could never i could never replicate that because the pace of watercolor was so fast yeah so i found out that if i try to follow that it, it's it's futile mm. and i did have a couple of moments where I went back to pastel for like a few pieces just like <laughs> I can paint yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know because it, it feels especially with watercolor it feels very um you're like on a high wire almost you are you yeah. are and, and you're falling all the time because mm -hmm. if you don't know what you're doing yeah. you know you feel like an absolute beginner like no other medium so I am um, I painted about four of them, and they started getting a little better. A little better. bit better every time. So by 2005, I showed my gallery in Charleston, um, Anlong Fine Art, and she said, we should have a show of these. Um, so, so you were represented by this point. Like when you yeah. were already 
How did you get, like, how'd you go from free portraits for Spike Lee to getting represented <laughs> yeah, by a gallery? Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> you're doing you, pastels you, for a while. And, and all of a sudden like, you're represented. This, yeah. this is like Facebook. I want to tell them the good news. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, I was in the small gallery in, in, um, in Maryland, Hagerstown, Maryland, and I was selling the, the pastels. And how'd you find them? Shows. They, um... They, or how they find they you? They found me at, at this, like... They went to Spike Lee's off. <laughs> <laughs> Who painted that pastel? <laughs> they, um, they, found, they found me at a trade show or something. I think I was in a booth um, with somebody, and they were doing a trade show in New York, mm-hmm. and they saw the work, and they went to... Uh, the pastels were built up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. By, by, I think they found me in 98. So, so they kind of had a couple years of you hustling between... Yeah, school and and that first gallery. I mean, were you just like finding people who would buy your stuff individually? Were you well, just working occasionally with a gallery here or there? Yeah, I wasn't selling a lot in Alabama when I moved from uh, Alabama in '97. Mm-hmm. I knew going back to New Jersey um, that was going to be rough. So yeah. what I did was I put ten pastels together mm-hmm. um, to put into magazines. So because I'd been to Barnes and Noble at that point in Alabama right. enough to see. You know, Burton Silverman, Max Ginsburg, mm, yeah. you know, all these guys in the magazines over and over. So I kind of, I said, wow, they're, they're kind of in the magazines and I heard of them. Right. So that's a broad, you know, audience. So I put those pastels together. I took those back to New Jersey. I did work at Nordstrom's uh, for a year <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in 2000. You won't see it on social media, but you, you heard it here first. I'm confessing, donation I'm podcast. confessing, yes, because I had like no money. Um, so I, I worked at Nordstrom uh, doing window displays and nice. we had a Christmas show. My, my boss was a, uh, an artist. She was an artist and she said, you, you paint? They told me you paint. So, so I put a couple of pieces in, huge pastels, this African-American guy like in a, in a shirt and he's sitting there on the porch. And, you know, and they were like, you can't work here anymore. <laughs> she said, you, you kidding me? Yeah. You, you you're can't not, work you're, here. Yeah, this you're, is wasting your time. You have a different... You're not path. like a hobby yeah. artist. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of looked at that like, I should probably just go for it now. I have a little bit of a savings. I should just go for it. So that was, um, that was in 19... 98. Then I started living with the pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got my first magazine article in the artist magazine in 2001. And that's just submitting work and being mm-hmm. like, hey guys, I'm doing this. I can't believe it. Like, I went to the mail it? and like uh, there was this big vanilla uh, envelope sticking out of the uh, the mailbox. And I'm like, what is this? Because I'd written them and sent, sent them slides and everything. Oh my God. And I had no expectation. They were really bad. My friend shot them in his closet, like his clothes are in the back. You know, they were really So you dark. went cold. So you were like cold calls, like uh, or cold sent them stuff. Which yeah, was always like the no no to do. Oh my god, I did. I sent them like ten slides of That's these awesome. these pastels that I did in Alabama, and um, they were like, we, we want to put you in the magazine, but you need better slides. So I had to have them reshot. Um, at Jelly Bean in New York. Oh, <laughs> Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean. Yeah, yeah. Jelly Bean. Yeah, 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 they shot everybody. Yeah. Party? Yeah, yeah party. Yeah. Party. Yeah, we had the, the Jelly Bean machine there, and I'm yeah. still, he still shoots my stuff now. Oh, at really? Over at De Gaulle. Yeah. Yeah. On 23rd. Right, right, right next yeah. to Italy. You go there, get a pizza, and go get or your I'm, stuff. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So Hardy still shoots my stuff. So, anyway, yeah, he, um, they produced like some really good slides, and they put my feature in there and not cheap there. that 
uh oh god yeah i had my savings from nordstrom so i was like <laughs> you're like okay this better it's work. Gonna, yeah <laughs> somebody better see read this magazine and you know i know when you guys started you figured you're getting a break and it's going to happen every day so i sat back and i'm like all right so <laughs> no about me now <laughs> just and, wait for uh, the phone to ring didn't happen yeah. didn't Waiting. happen ring phone so, ring yeah, come on come on phone. still waiting <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so uh anyway, so so I kind of like did that and it, there was a lull and um I figured I should start producing more work cuz I had those 10 so the pastels were taking like 6 months to produce and I was like this is not going to work. So that's when I turned to watercolor and then brings you up to the show. Mm. Uh she said you should have a show and uh I started producing watercolor and that that kind of to your point, I was just kind of learning on the fly. I knew I had a show, and I was just stumbling through these watercolors. And we sold the show out like before it even started. It was like That's so awesome. fifteen of them, and she was like calling me like, "They're all gone. I That's need more. Amazing. You need yeah. to do more watercolor, <laughs> more yeah. and bigger." Yeah, faster. they thought I was crazy at first because I was only producing like, you know, a few pastels, and you know they would sell intermittently. But I could whip these paintings out. You know, I was only taking like a week to do them. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, watercolors can be fast. I mean, that's I've kind of turned to uh, doing my plein air sketches, uh, doing more watercolors. I saw uh, you did pretty good. Oh, thank you. You got something, kid. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, I've been something. trying to kind of teach myself. It's hard, but uh, it's you know, if I have, I used to take you know four hours to do a sketch or three hours to do a sketch on the beach and. With the watercolors, you know, I can if I have like twenty minutes or or a half hour, I can actually get something done. It fills in like with a couple of glazes. You're like, this is starting to look good, and you don't want to kill it. You right. don't want to overly yeah. layer it. So that that's the advantage. I take maybe four to five days on each one of them, so I just mm. don't overly glaze it and try to get too detailed. Right. And you don't necessarily work giant or small either. Like you kind of, I mean, you I've seen some of yours that are pretty big too. Yeah. Yeah. I work like. 30 by 40, mm. 22 by 30, just just so I can kind of let the let the water meander. Did you start and to see the the uh, Andrew Wyeth paint uh, watercolors in person because they're about that size, yeah. I think. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them are. I started going to. Uh, I went to Chad's Ford the first time um, while I was living with the pastor. I think that was around 2000 and. And two, mm-hmm. and that changed everything because seeing something in a book, yeah, it's a a, different. Everybody knows there's a richness to his watercolors too. Oh like God. the darks really. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's using KC. He's using ink. Oh, is it ink? Really? Indian ink. Yeah. Because it's yeah. yeah. It's there's like That's a really I unforgiving a show. <laughs> That's, That's when you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing a uh, a jacket hanging on a wall that he had done. Like it looked like a you know Revolutionary War jacket or something. But yeah. uh, it was hanging on the wall, and the darks, like the shadows, were just so rich, and I just like. It like, didn't seem like watercolor to me. I mean, yeah. it was, you know. And that's not that's not him glazing a thousand times. That's just this big pool of thick mud that he's throwing at it. Like, yeah. wow. And some of them are starting to crack. Yeah, you know, oh, because it's, it's put on really so thick. thick. Yeah. It's like, like the thickest milk just throwing at it, and it's just, it's beautiful though. It's, it's, and that's what. No offense to people that work in a very light manner, but when I see his darks. I'm like, that's dedication. Yeah. That's commitment. Only, yeah, it's commitment. That's, that's commitment. Yeah. Because doing, building darks in watercolor, 
isn't easy because every stroke, every every glaze, there's a risk of ruining it. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're building and building and putting more on, and it's unforgiving, you're taking a risk. Now you're 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 just it's a high wire act. Okay, so it's better to keep it light. So you yeah. Don't mess so it up. so little a little bit uh, technically about watercolor. Um, I know for me, one of the big moments of aha mm-hmm. was when I was like, you stretch the paper. Yeah. Like. No, I figured it out. I thought I figured it out, and then I researched it, and they're like, "No, stupid! You're supposed to stretch the paper." But like, <laughs> nobody YouTube. was doing it. Yeah, but nobody was doing it. And yeah, then pre- that, that changed. Yeah, that changed everything because I was like, "Because oh, it was buckling before that." It was that. buckling. It wasn't behaving. It wasn't doing anything. And then I started realizing, oh, okay, then you have hot press paper. You have ninety pounds hot blocks. press paper. Right. You have one hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, but even before the blocks, I was just buying arches paper and. Then and I was buying cold press paper. Yeah. And then I started saying, oh, then there was like Bristol board. And yeah. I was like, that's a whole new different level. Nice that was stiff. that was the idea of how to to uh, erase. Like I can pull the paint off. Yeah, because it doesn't stuff. sink in. It doesn't stain. It so so in. technically, what were you doing? Were you, you know, I'm feeling what, kind, pain. what kind of paper <laughs> did you start using? Oh. What kind of paper did you develop to? Well, here's the thing. Um I wasn't sure if I was going to be good at it, so I bought the cheapest stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought, uh, Winsor Newton has this uh, student brand, which is uh, called Copman. Yeah. So it has very little color, and it's all binder, and I work on like 90 pound. I was doing the same thing that you were doing. I was working right out of the pad. Yeah. It was buckling and warping. The pastor comes by. It looks horrible, of course, but this <laughs> is like super cheap. <laughs> and um, I realized... If I'm gonna keep doing it, I want to. I want to see my mistakes. Yeah. I want to know what my real mistakes are versus the cheap stuff. Like, right. I knew it was cheap, so I stepped up and bought um, the blocks mm. because like the arches you blocks wouldn't have or... to stretch it. Yeah, yeah the arches yeah. blocks. Yeah. And um, I put some of the good pigment on. It was so rich and vibrant. I said, Oh, it wasn't me at all. It was <laughs> <laughs> cheap stuff. <laughs> so um, I uh, I experimented with it, and I I remember being in the gallery. That first gallery I was taking me and I was doing some watercolors and I was over in the corner blow drying it and ironing yeah. it because it had warped so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and like you, I didn't know that I had to stretch it. Yeah. And uh, I just I learned every everything. Kind of by like a trial and error thing. Yeah. I, I did ask Dean Mitchell one question. Dean um, Mitchell he's, is a, he's a watercolor artist. And um, he's, he's he's older, but I would we would just talk about art and everything and uh he was okay as long as I wasn't doing watercolor, but I noticed a little, like, in his voice, because I asked him, I said, so when you stretch watercolor, do you put it underwater? He was like, I put it in the bathtub and, you know, put it in and put it out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we don't want to share. <laughs> because, you know, and I think that's the great thing about GCA and, and ateliers. I was just talking to a student out there. Yeah. It's the sharing. Yeah, we yeah. share a lot, yeah. I we want people to know the information and not make the mistakes I made. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot of this on my own trial and error. And so how did you learn? Just because right now people are listening going like, well, how do you do yeah. that? How do you do that? <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to start barraging you with like, I, how do you do that? I, yeah, I try to stay focused because sometimes I listen and it's like everybody's talking. It's like, you know, you don't learn anything. But here, here's the thing. I got the better materials. I uh, By that time, the Internet was up and running. Yeah. Um, I would research other artists, their websites and everything, and I learned how to stretch the paper. Um, so when you stretch paper, you put it in the bathtub, at least I do, 
this is in the book. <laughs> Lessons in realistic watercolor. Chapter Contem- four. A contemporary the approach to painting. Tony's getting sick of saying it. He's like, oh, I want, I love it. Realistic watercolor. <laughs> so I put it in the water in the in the bathtub. Uh, if it's a 20 by 30 sheet, just put the whole sheet in there. Wow. Um, and if you want to work smaller than 20 by 30, just stretch the whole sheet. Uh, put it in there. Put it so in you there for actually like five sub- minutes. submerge the whole, the whole thing. thing. Oh wow! I always put just wet it with wow. like a brush. Yeah, me too. No, because it, it still might buck a little bit. Yeah. You really want the the fibers to stretch you all really the way out and then soak it. Yeah, you want to get it until it's like this, like right. wobbly. So five minutes five in the minutes. bathtub. Wow. You know, you check your Facebook. You hold it down under there. You know? <laughs> but you have to hold Instagram. the whole thing because if, if some of it's exposed, it won't be as wet as it's the other. It's wet the rest. Make sure yeah. the whole thing is submerged. Take it out. Have a board ready. Have napkins or paper towel, uh, dab it, it yeah. um, and then tape it off or staple it on the edges. Now the tape, I've always, do you use the wet dry the wet tape? No, I had oh. I, I had students that bring that in there. It's like <laughs> ripping like part of their painting giant, off. Yeah. No, I use artist tape, the white artist tape. And it doesn't really. It you take the no, yeah, you take the you take the paper towel, you go around the edges oh. and make sure the edges where you're gonna tape. Is, is, is semi dry, mm-hmm. and you you tape the tape to the to the board or whatever, yeah. and don't press it down immediately, and have it kind of like just sitting up, and then once you feel it's a little more dry, you start gently pressing the tape down, and you'll see it'll stick. I never knew that. I always did it wow. with the, the wet tape, yeah. and I gave myself a, a buffer to say, okay, this is the part I'm going to cut off because it's right. the tape is going to tear it. Gonna, totally yeah. kills. Yeah. Yeah. No, you just you just dab it a little bit until it's like dry to the touch yeah and then just slowly start putting tape down and it'll stay so let did it dry you, overnight so did you get once you started getting into like the technical part of watercolor were you doing things like playing with alcohol playing with salt I doing was. things like frisk it because i remember when i started doing that like i wasn't confident enough so i would frisk it out liquid Keep the frisk whites it, the whites because <laughs> i was like i can't I control want that it <laughs> and then when I didn't, I would always have to go to my like, you know, my gouache and be like, I'm yeah, I use a lot in. of gouache on my studies. But it was yeah. never as white as the it's paper. It's like come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Yeah. admitting it, but it yeah. was never as white as the paper because then it has white. weird edges, like yeah. it, when you pull the frisket yeah. up. Yeah. So I used frisket like one time. I remember there was like a like a light on the person's face, and yeah. I used, and it was like once I took it off, I, I painted these dark tones. Look at all these white spots on the person's face. I'm like, oh, gee. Then I had to go back and paint it. So what I just committed to was learning how to control the watercolor and going around the whites. I don't use frisket. And in the beginning, I was so unsure about the watercolor, the water moving. Like after doing pastel, nothing's moving. I was so insecure. The water's going everywhere. So I would use um, ox gall. Which kind of slowed what like, is the drying that? process There's, down. Yeah, it's like a me- it, you can oh, use it a as medium? a medium. Yeah, you can yeah. use it. Ox and, gall. And it, yeah, ox gall, and it kind of thins the uh, the paint out in the water, oh. so it's not it doesn't stain as quickly. Right. So you can manipulate it a little mm. more, but you end up glazing more because it thins the paint out. Right. So, so it's more fluid, but then it's th- yeah. So then I realized. There's no, there's no way to cheat. Just learn how to control it, and don't put a lot of paint on your brush. Yeah. Don't just have the water dripping off your brush when you apply yeah, a wash. Yeah. Take a napkin, dab it off a little bit, and just put, put the uh, the water on the, on the surface like because that. Because you're really getting like you you kind of, yours are refined, so you kind yeah. of go in there pretty refined it's the controlled. whole time, like in each layer. Because with with oil painting, you build up 
you build up the lights, you know, mm -hmm. in a sense where in watercolor you do the opposite. It's the complete opposite. You're using this. You, this. Uh, it's so counterintuitive. It, yeah. if you've been painting with oils forever. It, you have like to. You, it's, it everything the is the opposite. I was like, so you build oh, up those geez. darks slowly and slowly and slowly. And it, again, it's a. It's it's like that chess match where you're like, I know this is going to be a very dark part of the painting, and I have to think about it now, knowing that like way later is when I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. You have to know value. That. You have to know, like for for realistic watercolor. <laughs> Lessons in realistic watercolor, a contemporary you. approach Thank to painting people that and, a little late, and right? places. In <laughs> but if you want to paint Doesn't realistic, matter, it's funnier like that. It's way better like that. People like, come appreciate. Come on, Tony, come on. The jail um, building a longer pause. Yeah, yeah, we're actually <laughs> pregnant pause. A couple crickets. <laughs> I said when you're painting a realistic watercolor. <laughs> so. Yeah, you have to know value because some yeah. people just their whites are just screaming at you like ah. Yeah. So that's your extreme is the white of the paper. You start sense. with your highlight. Yeah. So what I do is do a grisaille first. So I paint, you know, my uh, my lightest light. Mm -hmm. and it's it's like a like a gray. It's never white. And then you just work backwards uh, from there. You keep getting darker with your grisaille, and then you go with color. Then I just go over the whole thing with whatever local color. Like if it's a Almost face. like a big, like a big old glaze across yeah. the whole thing. And yeah, so you're not popping out whites because you have enough to worry about. Watercolor is moving all over the yeah, place, right. so I'll establish my values. Like just say a face, I'll establish the highlights on on the forehead and everything with the grisaille. Then I just do a, a veneer of color, a local color. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you just want to eliminate things you have to worry about. Mm -hmm. Right. So then I'm just glazing, mostly like for four or five layers, just slowly building it darker and darker maybe slightly adjusting color but again like you were does saying it's, it, it's all it, it's a huh? sorry does the grisaille dull the color um no no like w when i have workshops and people don't trust me i don't know what, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is <laughs> they've seen the finished work and i tell them this is how i work everyone they're like and no people you still don't say everyone even if it's a, a, a what tree about this one yeah what, <laughs> what if it's an african-american what if it's a what if he's got a danish hat? <laughs> what if it's <laughs> i'm like same thing so they'll do it and they'll say this is getting really gray and they'll test me i'm like keep going put another layer on and they build to almost like a charcoal and then once they put the first veneer of color and they'll see it's like a stained glass it's like you're building layers of glass on top of each other even if it's a, a very fair person and you put like nice pink kind of veneer over yeah. it it'll pick up those darks and everything and mm -hmm. it'll, it'll, they're like oh, i love this so oh, quiet yeah, i want to get that. out to the beach right now and start painting <laughs> I never did a grisaille underneath. You're itching. You're like, I am itching. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but it, it takes all the guesswork out of it, and I kind—I didn't know that anybody were. I'm sure Andrew White didn't work like that. He was so confident he didn't have to do that. But I just came up with it one day, and I said it makes sense to just build values first, mm -hmm. and then just do do this holistically. Because what was happening was there was there were highlights all over the place. You know, I was going around, and then it would be like super white and then I would have to go and, and you can't go in the middle. Just say you have a circle yeah. mm -hmm. and you go in and try to fill that circle in with color. It'll, it'll have this shadow around it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The water just dries around yeah. it. So you have to, just, you have to work holistically. Yeah. You can't go back in and, and do things like that. So. And what's, um, what I like, uh, well, what's also really interesting to me about your watercolors when you do the portraits is you do them from life. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, because 
it it seems i mean of course but it seems like yeah you have this model in front of you and you're like going crazy on you know really kind of chasing the watercolor building up these quick layers quick layers talk about a little bit about how you approach watercolor from yeah, life that's in, 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 a, in, in the portrait and, you know, and whatever, whatever yeah. other. It, it's, I'll go back to the class, classroom um, when we're doing, um, you know, painting from the figure or mm -hmm. something. I'll, I'll, I'll draw it and then I'll go and kind of do that first couple layers of, of grisaille and, and people are, you know, they're, they're watching and everything and, and they're like, uh, you're doing this quick. You know, because yeah. what, when it's drying, when the grisaille is drying, I'm mixing skin tones. I'm just looking and I'm mixing different things that I'll need. If she has a hat as on, you're waiting, it, as, as you're I'm waiting, waiting. yeah. So, so like you're like no waste of time, like efficiency. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and the model can take a break or or whatever. And as long as I can see what what I'm mixing. Do you use um, a palette knife? No, just just like a, a rough brush, mm -hmm. a whole brush you don't care about. Right. Um, so when I first started though, um, it was more difficult because. I didn't, I didn't quite know what I was doing. Uh, so I tried to work from a photograph. I tried to paint my grandmother and she couldn't stay still. She was in a wheelchair. And uh, it just, I don't know, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. it, it I had too much time. Mm. And see, when you have too much time with watercolor, you just start digging and putting every little thing in and it looks so hard. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. didn't have any like, the flesh the immediacy isn't like it's, it's not lost. like yeah and you're not like you're not rushed so you're just like ah let's try uh, to diddly daddly yeah. around dry in this little glazing, corner super yeah. dry glaze and everything's yeah. hard um and uh so you can you can with watercolor put local color down and i work in these big uh muffin pans yeah. so i'll have about eight different sections of color and then i'll work wet into wet and i'll work a dry glaze but I'll have it all mixed so if I'm working from life I can just look at you okay and I know what what comes next yeah I'll right. put a light you know and I don't really get how do I say it you don't mix color thicker to get a darker color ah so they're all you'd I, rather build up the darker than just saying I'm gonna like really cake it on or something yeah like thin that. glazes thin glazes all the time. really again thin it's glazes. a chess match of thinking four moves ahead knowing that this is going to be a certain value and i got to build up to that very slowly yeah yeah so it's the same thing as working with any other medium from life sure you know it's it's just mixing color making sure the model's taking a break but you have to know what you're doing yeah like it's sad but a couple of workshops i did work from photos with the students because it's almost like setting them up to fail because there's so much information there and I'd rather have a static thing there so they can match because it's it's sad seeing someone fall on their face. Ah, I know. I, I feel good. <laughs> watercolor just going like this, and they're trying to do it from life, and it's just <laughs> so much happening. What are they doing? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you just wanted yours to look really it's dripping good. Dripping away, dripping off the table. <laughs> Somebody get me a hairdryer, quick! <laughs> People are dropping their paddle. Water's going all over the place because you're you're out of your comfort zone. So if you yeah. have a something static for a beginner. And then once you get your sea legs, then you can, you can be start like, hey, mixing let's... color and, you know, manipulating things. Yeah. But it's, yeah. And the, the funny part is I don't see the difficulty now. It's, thinking back over it, I, I kind of remember what it was like. But now it's, it's I mean, it's, there's no it's just, real difficulty. Yeah. yeah. It's, you, you're, you're just, you're just painting. 
this might sound like a silly question. I know somebody in the audience is thinking it. What type of water do you use? Do you use water out of the sink or are you getting... Heavy on. No, Heavy but on. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I've definitely heard that you should get like, distilled water or something Andrew like that. Andrew Wide used to work with, with distilled water. Um, do you see I, a difference or you're like, not really? Not, not really. If okay. you live in a place where you have really hard water, yeah. uh, you know, it can yellow or, or, or stain what you're doing, when you, especially when you're doing the grisaille. Mm. But if you have... Pretty you normal, like New York. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be. <laughs> you're, as you're painting, you it just it just goes on fire. You're like, whoa, my like, painting's on fire, and it got on my skin. No, uh, but, I, I think uh, Jersey's having their problems, right? <laughs> Newark is a mess. Yeah, yeah, I live on the Jersey Shore, so that's like a different planet there. But yeah, regular water is fine. Yeah, and you should be keep tapping. it clean. Yeah, tap bathtub water. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad if someone's out there painting from like super like bottled water it's that's a waste if you have good water in your yeah, town, yeah, that yeah. that's not cool so let me ask you let me get into the book what was it like making a book um it's a lot of information it's a lot that's a lot of work yeah i think if i would have known how much i <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have done, done it. Go back in a time machine and be like, "Don't take the book. Don't, don't take the do book. It. Don't do it, kid." <laughs> yeah, I had no aspirations really to write a sports book. Sports almanac. Just <laughs> look at the sports almanac instead. Exactly. Get rich. Exactly. Exactly. Call yourself Biff. I had no aspirations. Like I wrote like this like cheesy blurb, self-published book. Like, uh, what year was that? So you self-published the book? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't don't go get it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was oh, just trust us. Images. Some people find it. Yeah, some people. People have bought it. It yeah. cost me more to ship it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made no money off of it. But I had no aspiration. You know, you don't, you don't wake up in the morning saying I'm just gonna go get publishers. I'm gonna do this. So I was just minding my business, and they contacted me, and I said sure. And um, I thought. I thought when people wrote books, like I was a big fan of uh, Julia Aristides' books, and yeah, she's you know great. she yeah, makes it look so awesome. easy. Yeah. And I'm like, that took nothing out of her life. Like they yeah. helped her, and they have you, have you listened to the podcast yeah. with our episode with her? Yeah, I actually did. She was, like, she was like, it was so hard. It yeah. like ruined like my working life. with artists trying yeah. to get yeah. poems yeah. copyright. And I I was listening to it and I was identifying with with it because the same crew that kind of did her book did my book. Yeah, um, they were over at Watson Guptill though, um, but. Um, the writing, once I got into the writing, it got obsessive because mm. the information was really flowing and I took chapter by chapter and um, the the biggest thing was like they want more images because people are yeah, so yeah, because yeah. people in, in well, the all of world, us like we don't read I'm not going to read anything you're not going to read <laughs> Mario I've can, known you you're not going to read it no, caption if I went caption, to the, I'll read yeah I'll read oh lessons God. in realistic watercolor but um by the I way know the if, captions are beautiful I, I don't read either so but I, I know if I'm either. flipping through read. a book and there's not a lot of images I'll be like oh yeah I'll read this later I'll just never get to it but if there's images there because we're so image driven we are, and that's how that we i'm gonna sit there and be like that's so cool and then i'm gonna read up on a that. little bit yeah yeah you're like oh, if not all of it, it you know yeah yeah so so what i did was um they didn't give me any outline they didn't give mm. me any so i just started like and i really got excited about writing the book thinking back of when i was starting out mm -hmm. i read like one book i tried to uh from barnes and noble and it was just so primary it was just the information was didn't help me at all. And then the person's paintings were just not what I wanted to be doing. Right. So I said, I'm going to write a, a quintessential book to help so people cool. uh, work in a, a more realistic manner. 
and uh, I just started working and I said, I did the outline first. I said, chapter one is gonna be this, chapter two is gonna be this. And I just got into it and I just. How long was this process? Uh, it took me nine months. Wow. I started in. What's your baby? January, yeah. <laughs> Want this thing out of me. Yeah. <laughs> just schedule a C-section and get it over with. <laughs> I don't want it in me anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, I started in, in January, and then like That's November, beautiful. I was still approving like the flaps. I was at the track convention, like going down to do my demo, but in the hotel room, they're like, "We need you to approve the flaps today." Like which flaps? And it was, it was, yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I'm bummed that I. I mean, when you came here, you you brought a copy. Um, Thank you very I so, much. I so want to get real thank awkward. You. I want to <laughs> stop thinking me. But I want to flip through this <laughs> really uh, because I, there's a lot of questions. I mean, I just flipped through it, and at the end, it's you have like how to photograph. Mm -hmm. It seems like uh, finding inspiration. I'm just reading. Find a friend's closet. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Find the worst camera you could find. Is it this Make claiming sure as claiming a space to work? Is that about your studio too, and like sort of your your happy place of creativity? Yeah, it's for it's so for great. the artist's life. Uh, oh, here it people is. People don't it's know chapter what nine, art. the artist's life. Wow, That's that awesome. That was fortuitous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if if I wasn't like a professional artist, I, I was writing in the voice of. Where do you set up? Mm, you know, right. and I was talking about, I talked about watercolor, like don't set up where people have valuables, like in a dining room, like, you know, valuable pictures that something spills over mm. on. Just make sure you're in your own isolated space and you can drip stuff. And so it's just basic um, advice. It seems like there's a, a lot of really practical information in here as well. Yeah. You know, I'm flipping through it really quickly and I see that there's, yeah, uh, you know, the, the, the glazing and all, you know, everything, the like standard. working wet into wet, you know, dry brushing and all that. But then yeah. I'm kind of looking really quick and it seems like there's, oh, and by the way, while you're doing that thing, you know, there's a, a fair amount of practical information this. that you're like, oh, that's, you know, and until you said it, like, that's so obvious, but until you said it, you didn't even think about it. Right. I didn't want to assume that people knew certain things. And I didn't want to talk that's an down important thing. Yeah. to people yeah. or go over their heads. I wanted to keep it right in the... Right in the middle, you know. It looks yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It was oh, the work, is it mostly, is it work that you had or that you were kind of just producing anyway? Or was a lot of the work produced, I mean, obviously some of the demos where you're taking step by step were produced for the book. But yeah. were, uh, it seems like a lot of the work is just your work. Yeah, most of it, yeah. Yeah, I only have about six images. I have um, some masters uh, from the past and then mm -hmm. I have uh, a couple of contemporary masters. Um, but uh, most of it, yeah, all of it really, in essence, is my work. And I had um, a good amount of the work complete, like older work. Mm. I did freshen it up with a few new mm -hmm. images, you know, just just to bring it into the contemporary era, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a couple of older images that kind of didn't, I didn't want in there, but they were like, it shows growth and, yeah. you know, so you can see like the, some of the first. You have to suffer through ones. the humiliation of having yeah, your I, early Yeah, I want to show work. people yeah. like, this is how I started. <laughs> and like, there's, there's a couple, and you'll see the difference. You'll, you'll be like, that's horrible. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> there's a couple that made it in. I was like. This is like a first one. Oh God! Close the book. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough. You just showed me. A, it was like a beach. It was like a that's beach enough. scene. I know. It's like way better than it's anything. Like a beach scene. That's like the town I grew up in. Yeah, but that's pretty nice. So, is like most of your work personal? Like, uh, I mean, 
just people you know who live around you, places that that you've spent all you know, of it. It's yeah. all all of it. It's like, kind of autobiographic. It is. Um, like a lot of it is, like the places. They're actual places, like the churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always live near churches, like <laughs> like my two if houses. If not in them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My first studio was in the church. I remember that. I remember having like a funeral like the next day, um, and I was working at, at night, and they wheeled the the, uh, the casket in, and I was like, "Am I gonna work overnight and just really be obsessive about this?" Because I was getting disturbed, like working during the day. People wanted to gawk and look and see what I was doing, so I was working from nine at night to um, nine in the morning, morning. Mm-hmm. when people weren't at the church. So I went there and uh, cut through the church and it was like about 9.30 and I was like, oh wow, it's a funeral tomorrow, the casket's there. And I'm like, there, yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh well. And once I started working, I totally forgot about. Were you painting you know, the casket? No, the person in it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's some Andrew Wyatt stuff. Right yeah, yeah. He would do that. He would do that. He would have opened it He would totally do that. Yeah, yeah. but. You know, like when you paint watercolor, you're coming from a place, you know, that I was coming from. You're kind of experienced. You know color. You know value. You know, you're comfortable with painting. So you would have an unfair advantage, you know, in you too, because, you know, I I I couldn't imagine. I question Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I question myself. (laughs) Yeah. Trust me, I question myself. (laughs) But it's. I, I can't imagine starting watercolor and just that being my first medium. Mm. Right. It would have taken so much longer. So mm. much longer. Um, Do you feel well, like you, you know how to draw? And that's like, if yeah, you can't draw, thing. you can't paint. That's the foundation. No, no especially with the watercolor. Especially with watercolor. a strong foundation to pour that thin color into. So do you sketch it like uh, more on the tech? Do you do you do like a little light pencil sketch first or do you go right in with the uh the one that i'm gonna paint yeah like if you're yeah. like if you have a figure in front of you and you're like do you sketch it out in pencil first um well i work i work up like a lot of studies so i know what the composition is mm. is going to be so the model's not just adjusting because it's not like a digital like okay which one which one yeah so i kind of work all that out I, I talk about that in the book yeah um and then i do a detailed uh line drawing mm-hmm. so um i'll i'll really and it's not a lot of sketchy because that the watercolor kind of picks up. Yeah, it emphasizes stuff. it yeah, a little so bit. Yeah, so the drawing is it, it's it's very like a, simple. It's like a magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's just like if you put something down and there's a lot of lines, like even with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you go in super light touch or super something light. like that? I, and I just like minimal pencil. information. Ah, oh. Yeah, just a, mostly like an outline and, and then a little bit. You know, shadows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Really, but it, it's all thin lines. Mm. And I used the. the uh, like a, a what do you call it? A technical pencil, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for drafting, yeah. And it kind of digs into the paper a little bit. Like it's a six H is really hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of traps the watercolor a little bit too, so it's not oh, running. Nice, yeah. Oh. You got little so you, gullies to so, right. So you use like a really hard Scores pencil. It a little bit. You just oh, wow. don't press so hard. You don't like, dig like that. Yeah. That dude in elementary school or something who was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. call back. <laughs> Rob, nice. call back. I like what you did yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you, professionals. Yeah, you, and you learn how like to um, put different pressure. Like if you really want something to, to stay, like a shadow, you yeah. really want it to stay, you use a little more pressure. More or pressure. in the face, you kind of refine it because you don't, you don't need a lot of pressure with yeah. the 6H. It'll yeah. kind of hold it there. And, yeah. uh, you get a hard edge there. Yeah, and that's, that helps it with the grisaille. 
Yeah. Like this is all good, like grisaille, and then there's only like maybe three layers of color. That's on the self-portrait that, on, the self -portrait. on the cover. It yeah, really great. It's all worked out, so there's not a lot of high chroma. You know, it's not getting like your reds aren't getting like super red. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's just you know. And again, where can they get this book? Amazon.com. Amazon.com. <laughs> Lessons in maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> Lessons in realistic watercolor: a contemporary times. approach to painting people and places in a classical tradition by Mario Robinson. Yes. Mario, yes. thank you so much yeah, for coming you. and talking. I survived. Super fun. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. No, no, you it's, it's, it's our pleasure. Out. And um, and yeah, I would definitely. Uh, I think we would both highly recommend you go out and get this book. It's, it's, you know, one, because it's great, and two, if you're, especially if you're um, interested in watercolor painting. And you've, uh, I definitely want to get, get back into it. I'm glad you came here because I'm like, oh, I got to get back yeah, into it I now. No, it's, it's so cool. It's super easy. It's, it's not easy. It's yeah. easy. <laughs> I, I can say from experience, about? it's not it's easy. super not easy. <laughs> <laughs> super, super not, not wow. easy. Wow. Wow. No, you do a great, great job. But, yeah. Thank you. Is there you uh, anything else? What's your website? My website is marioarobinson.com. Nice, and they can go there check out your work and check out you, my work do you do and my workshops. Workshop, yes. Um, I'm going to be teaching. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be teaching out the uh, teaching art studios in June. Uh, I don't know the date, but dates on the website. Is that the one in Long Island? Is that Long Rob's Island? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah Oyster Bay. Because I know he's have two locations, but he only has. There's one now, right? There's, I think he has one. Still, in Oyster okay. Bay, dude. Oyster Bay. Go out to Oyster, Oyster Bay. Bay. <laughs> Throw down with Oyster. the watercolors in Oyster Bay with Mario. Come on, everybody. Don't miss it. L I double L I double R. Massapequa, Massapequa oh, Park, Massapequa Shirley. Oh, Next beyond. Guys are crazy. <laughs> Ronkonkoma. <laughs> Got to get in the back three cars for the doors to open at Ronkonkoma. <laughs> Oyster Bay. Oyster oh, Bay. Ted, you have a workshop coming up at the, oh, well, this summer at the Grand Central Atelier in Long Island City, New York, and that is in Queens, if you're not from around here. Uh, one stop away from Manhattan. It's Ted, and you're doing it with Patrick. Patrick Burns. Patrick, Patrick. Burns, and that's August 15th to the 19th. We're doing a portrait sketch workshop. Nice. Which will be awesome. And then I have two workshops coming up. Which not one, are, but two. Not, not one, <laughs> but two. And they've been voted, actually, best workshops in America. By Jay Brand. By Jay Brand. Jay Brand. Jay Brand. The best. Oh, Jay Brand. And it's, mine is um, at the Grand Central here. Uh, mine is July 11th to the 15th. I have, I think, nice. only a couple of spaces left, so jump on Get that. them while they're hot. And nice. then I have one at the Bay Area Classical Atelier. Otherwise known as Baca. At Baca. Baca. August. Uh, I'm doing one with uh, the Great Great and Parish, uh, August nice. 8th to the 26th. Are you using a month, so? On that one, yeah. Nice. And then, um, and then I have a solo uh, still life, I believe, workshop there. August 29th to September 2nd. What's the learning curve on these? Not Can I that just bad. walk in there and just... You? And the third day. And you'll you? walk like, out a, I think master, I got it. a Munzel master. Munzel master. With your skill? Have you gotten into Munzel? You got it. I have it. Oh, really? I have, I, no, I, I look at the, uh, the Facebook pages. 
It's interesting. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it is. It if is. It's like anything else. It's just. Does it's it really all, help you with value? For me, yeah. But it for me, it just helped me with the idea of looking at something in a critical, um, logical way. Logical. And then once I got, you know, that in, then it becomes like, oh, then I'm looking at things. It, it's like not muscle memory, but that idea that I'm looking at things unknowingly, really analyzing them. It really and makes anything sense. that can help me try to paint is yeah. good because painting's hard enough. I would be really so curious any help to hear how brother. it works with watercolor. I well, mean, because with I, oil, I've, I mean, you can use I've it to analyze about it a lot. what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah. I've thought but, about it a lot. Uh, you can't, like with oil, you're mixing, you can mix exactly what you see on yeah. the Munzel so chip. So you come back to You can't it do that with day. watercolor. Maybe maybe the amount of water. But you can predict it. Oh. And that's to, the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. But it becomes, it becomes, and with that, without getting too into it, but there's... Graydon, call me. It's called, yeah, Graydon, Paging Graydon Parish. Paging Graydon Parish. Paging Mr. G. Graydon sent me a message on Facebook like like a couple of years ago. He's like, I just I just saw this this wonderful man that you he could be one of your subjects. I love how you went way southern. Really think he's a Texan. I lost my Oklahoma. He's from Texas, but you went deep. I went like that one. <laughs> yeah, I went like way back, like yeah. But I do plantation. <laughs> but when you get into yeah, yeah, I really but, got on a roll. But when you get into um, like something with like Munzel in watercolor, I do think, and I would like to explore it. And would what would be awesome is I would love to do it and be like, hey Mario, what do you think of this? Tell me what you of think course. because you're like the I want to make it easier. Guy. Yeah. So, but the sequel to Lessons in Realistic <laughs> yes. Watercolor, Lessons in Lessons Munzel. In Munzel. Munzel. Watercolor. Watercolor. Yes, starring <laughs> Tony Surinon. <laughs> also featuring Graydon Parrish. <laughs> yeah, we don't paint anymore. We just hustle. We just hustle like with materials, classes. Anyway, the, when it comes to mixing paint, there's something called complex uh, 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 complex uh, subtractive mixtures and yeah. simple subtractive mixtures. Oil paint and acrylics would be complex. You guys can look this all up. Watercolor, inks, dyes would be simple sub subtractive mixtures. So I do, I would love... That I is have, not right. I Are okay. you insulted? You should be insulted. <laughs> subtracted? <laughs> subtracted like anyway, some kind of undercover like... We'll nah. get, I guess we'll get into <laughs> Polyester. this later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into this later, but uh, I am interested in maybe exploring things because becomes like anything else we do is optical Shit, and, yeah. and then taking the optical understanding it putting it through the filter of your head puking it back out onto whatever uh, 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 surface we're going to sure. do it on. Wow, so. it's going down. <laughs> we're puking Puke stuff out. And... <laughs> so the idea of uh, I would it would be fun yeah. like experiment. Because there has to be another level. Like you think like just as you there's think like you, you've mastered level. or it yeah. looks pretty good there's always something yeah, out there that you can do better yeah. you know and you're like oh wow I thought I was doing all that this this many years it's like I wasn't doing anything well, that's kind of the exciting thing about it though is like you know 40 years from now 50 years from now I'll still be like wow I didn't even think of that yeah exactly yeah. You know? like I look back at people I thought like extraordinary watercolors or artists and like I was inspired by that yeah because you learn so much more yeah Andrew no, Wyatt's bro. really not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Suggested donation podcast. <laughs> that was ten minutes. <laughs> I want nothing to do with that, and all the hate mail goes to. But you know Mario what, Robinson. Just to wrap it up, MarioARobinson.com. <laughs>
<laughs> I just changed my website. <laughs> yeah, but one 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 uh, funny thing happened. Like, uh, you know me, I write people. Mm. So I wrote uh, Victoria Wyatt. I just wrote it. I said, uh, can you get a, like a nice little blurb for this show I'm doing out in New York? She was like, send me your work. I'll, I'll see what, it, you know. She wrote this beautiful glowing thing wow. about my watercolors. No, like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you know, and she's one of the only people that I've ever seen her grandfather paint. So she she oh knows watercolors. I would have that printed up on like a sandwich board and just yeah. wear it. I would have it on a T-shirt and always pointing at it with a picture of me. Like. <laughs> yeah, but she lets me call her and like wow. text her and stuff with That's like awesome. different things I have going on, wow. and ideas that, that I'll have. And yeah, she texts me. I call her one day and like her ringtone is like this Halloween, like crazy music. Apparently the wife's like really into Halloween. Yeah. And she called me back and I heard the noise like, where are you? It's like, I'm just coming out the dentist. Wasn't know? that his birthday, Halloween? I don't or something Jamie? Like that. I mean Andrew or Jamie? Yeah, Andrew. I think his mm. birthday's like no. Jamie Wyatt, he does great. His watercolors are beautiful. really awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. He's a great he's actually beautiful. Like, he's a great artist. He is a great really artist. Really great artist. He's absolutely beautiful. Did you hear about the ink from her? No. Or you just figured it out. You, uh, you no, it's check. in his book. Oh, it's in his book. Yes. Mm. It's in um it's in the uh, the autobiography. Yeah. Use Higgins Ink. Yeah. yeah. Oh Higgins. Wow. Higgins. Yeah. Yeah. So that's some, it's all there. That's some heavy. Duty, that's heavy like. stuff. <laughs> yeah. All I know oh, is that yeah. if you by accent, you know, spill some of that and Are it gets on the clip, just you're, it's done. You no, not me. <laughs> but if it's like on the floor, like just leave it because you're not getting bad. it up. I've got like stains all over my hands. Yeah, I was yeah. staining wood today for a cradle. I thought those yeah. beauty marks. <laughs> no, I'm not that beautiful. Gonna, yeah, I was about to say he's gonna need a lot of those to get be, that mug. That would be a gorgeous hand right there. No, no one, no, all the beauty marks in the world is not it's helping like him. The Dalmatian over here. Okay. Mario, thank you guys. You're thank a gentleman, you. yeah. an honor. a scholar. Thank you thank for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank, thank you, Kelly Foss. Kelly Foss. Forgot Kelly was back up. there. <laughs> and thank Kelly you, Kelly. Just Jay, put up a funny sign. To Jay, us. Ron, Ron, Ron. Go Ron, ahead and Ron. make up that funny sign in Ron, your head. Ron, Ron, Ron. Anyway, uh, thanks again. And uh, remember, everybody who's listening to this, to get on iTunes and write a review and like us because it really does help. The just podcast. a good review. If it's a bad well, review, it's a bad review, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no trolling. Yeah, no trolling. <laughs> write a good review uh, for us and like us and keep listening. We'll Tell keep your friends more and have more fun conversations like we just did with Mario. So we'll see you all very soon. All right. Thank you. We didn't even talk about the... We're still rolling. We're still rolling. Okay. We were hoping you'd say something really bad. Sexual harassment. Yeah. All right. National Arts Club sexual harassment suit. Lawsuit coming in. It's still rolling. We're still rolling. Jay, we're still rolling. I'm going to quit painting if I have a lawsuit coming in. Ka-ching. Cue the cash register sound. Series yeah, 7 brushes across. You don't have to buy everybody. the book. I quit. Series 7 brushes <laughs> on the house. Oh, no. on, on the, on house. the National Arts Club. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Thank you guys, though. This that was, was awesome. super fun. Thank yeah, you. it was. Suggested Are you okay? What happened? Ted, are you alright? Tony? 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 Are you there? Tony, where are you? Tony!